Today's show is brought to you by Active. Active is a fabulous app and robust online community that allows you access to top-notch, motivating personal trainers who guide you through an audio-based workout that is timed to your choosing with fun, perfectly synchronized music. I like to think of it like Netflix for fitness. Active gives members unlimited access to their entire bank of high-end trainer-led workout classes. If you're looking for fresh, high-quality, on-the-go, motivating workouts that adapt to your lifestyle, I highly recommend Active. In fact, if you head over to the Curator Playlist section of Active, you will see a familiar face. I chose seven of my favorite Active workouts so that you can kind of get a sneak peek into my own routine. Everything from well-rounded mix of intense cardio to restorative serenity. I hope you enjoy it. And then because they're just the best, Active is even offering Fed and Fit listeners a free 30-day trial when you sign up for a monthly subscription at www.aaptiv.com. Be sure to enter the promo code FEDANDFIT, one word, at checkout, and your first 30 days are on the house. Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. I am your host, Cassie Joy Garcia, and I am here today with a good old-fashioned interview with a new-fashioned guy. Today, I am joined by TJ Anderson. He is the author of the new book, The Art of Health Hacking, How to Elevate Your Health, Your State of Health and Performance, Stress Less, and Build Healthy Habits That Matter. The book is a self Coaching guide for the modern day health conscious consumer. We'll show you how to build your own holistic healthcare team, your personal self care strategy, and help you optimize your health from the inside out. Let's make health fun and simple, which is so fun because it's right in line with the Fed and Fit community. I'm excited to invite him on the show today because he's got some really interesting perspectives. I know that this audience is really going to sink their teeth into everything you have to say. So, welcome to the show, TJ. Yeah, let's rock and roll. I'm, it's an honor to be here, Cassie. And I just want to say I love your middle name. I think uh, joy is something, it's a state of the human experience that can be fully experienced when we have our health in check as, uh, as a foundational piece of our lives. So uh, um, I, love, I love your middle name. I love what you're about. I'm excited to be on this podcast and, and talk about some health hacking. Awesome. Man, I'm pumped. That's exciting. You're getting me all excited, TJ. That's really fun. Well, I can't wait to jump into these things that we're going to talk about. Before we get into some questions, we've got some really interesting questions for you guys today. But before we get into that, will you tell folks a little bit more about yourself and your background um, and what what keeps you busy and entertained in this professional world? Sure thing. So born and raised in Iowa. I'm here presently. Um, and, um, two years ago I started traveling through California and so I kind of lived and, and split time in California as well, but I've, I've been in the health coaching and kind of community health and wellness space and now healthcare space for the last like six or seven years. And, and, um, so this, this book uh, specifically you mentioned is, is, well, that's definitely kept me busy these last three years. Uh, and kind of writing about my, 
adventures in healthcare, uh, whether it's consulting work I've done or actual health coaching for entrepreneurs to help them you know, prevent burnout and such. Uh, I have my own story of burnout, which we can share later. Um, and uh, yeah, I, so this, this book is kind of a culmination of my experience in, in a few different sectors of society, be it uh, the fitness industry, the modeling industry, the healthcare industry, uh, the health coaching industry, et cetera. So um, yeah, it, I'm, I'm excited to be talking about the the message. And I, I really never actually, you know, a lot of people like wonder like, okay, so like what are people's backgrounds? How do they get so passionate about health? And, you know, I'm this guy from Iowa that if anyone, anyone knows thing about Iowa, isn't necessarily always seen as like the healthiest state in the nation. But my first job in the wellness space was actually working for uh, a public private nonprofit called the, the Healthiest State Initiative. So that was five years ago, six years ago. And, and so that's kind of what jump-started my work in this space. Um, uh, and then after doing some health coaching locally, I, um, I got into modeling uh, down in Miami. And so that's kind of, uh, which is its whole other story. Um, but uh, it's kind of what, what inspired um, this book. Uh, awesome. You bet. So. Cool. Well, that's that's great. That's really exciting. And you guys, you can learn more. We're going to talk a little bit about where they can find, um, learn some more about your book in a second. But you can learn more about it at publishizer.com. Did I say that right? Yes, 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 yes. You did. And and it's and it's not like it's not one of those like advice books where it tells you what to do and <laughs> has a bunch of like recipes and workouts for you to follow. I mean, those are great. Don't get me wrong. In fact, I think you just wrote a book just like that, if I'm not mistaken, Cassie, and people need those, like, those exact directions. And, and so, I don't know, the book, yeah, so you can check out the book at publishizer.com, as you mentioned. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm six, seven days into this, this 30-day campaign. Uh, my goal is to get picked up by a publisher. So, so Cassie, another part of my story is, I first started writing this book with the intention of self-publishing it, and I don't know what routes you've gone in the past, but of course, self-publishing has grown like crazy uh, this last decade. And so, but now, um, after considering it, um, I'm considering formal publishing. My dad actually wrote his first book at 28 as well, so I'm 28, and my dad wrote a book called Check the Oil about antique gas pumps, gas station memorabilia at, at the same age as I'm writing mine. So my whole goal is to get picked up by a publisher. And if I hit 250 to 500, uh, pre-orders of the book, then I'll get picked up by a publisher. But, um, so anyways, yeah, that's where they can, that's where they can check it out. Well, that's really exciting. It's a, it's a pretty interesting book. I'm excited to get my hands on a copy. Um, now, I know that you've got – so TJ and I, just so you guys know, we brainstormed a little bit so I could tease out some of his favorite things to talk about um, before we started recording the show. And you mentioned this concept of N equals 1, experiments to get real with how we feel. So you shared a little bit more. You elaborated a little bit with what that meant earlier. Could you tell folks what that means um, and – and, 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 and of course, I'm sure that there's content that you elaborate on in the book, but if you can give people a teaser of what that really means. Yeah, you bet. So um, 
N equals one and, and designing your own experiments kind of goes within the premise of my book. And so the premise is we don't lack the science, information, or technology to live healthy. We lack the art to know how to use those things properly. So the art of health hacking is like a bridge between like where we are at now as, as consumers and how to become like really our own health coach and, and our own like experimenting scientists. Um, so there's, it's, it's interesting, right? So, um, uh, uh, the idea is that you can kind of design your own feedback loops mm -hmm. in your, in your life and, and learn about how certain changes in your behavior impact how you think and impact how you feel. And so getting real with how you feel, it's actually one of the chapter titles in the book. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, like if our goal is to like get a lot of great high quality work done, make an impact on the world and like do so in the fullest expression of, of health and, and humanness, then we need to understand like how our behaviors connect with our symptoms, with how we feel and how we think. Mm -hmm. um, and always kind of be self-reflective of that. So I, I help people kind of get clear with, with um, connecting the dots behind them. So like making sense of their own stories that they've already lived, because I frankly had to, to do that in my own life to, to make sense in my life. Um, and then chart a path forward with like um, being, being creative being creative with designing your own experiments with uh, changes to lifestyle, changes to environment, changes to certain behaviors and ways of eating and eating paleo sour cream like Cassie Joy <laughs> loves to make, you know, stuff like that. And, and, and like cutting out sugar, for example, and, but also managing stress. So, so a big part of the book is helping people assess their stress mm -hmm. throughout that experience. Um, um, because it's our stress, which can be the make or break and to like totally have a, like a trickle down effect in our health. So, um, yeah, um, I'm, I, I'm a big, big fan of, of, uh, getting real with how you feel over just how you look. That's kind of where it came from, like with modeling and fitness, sometimes in the health and fitness space, we can be so focused on the physical. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I personally, in my life as a recovering perfectionist who tried to achieve the perfect body and modeling, love to kind of settle in and like, like feel into my heart and my, my body and like, like track what measure, like measure, measure what matters, like with heart rate variability, uh, and some like really other kind of important metrics over and instead of like 10,000 steps, for example, mm -hmm. um, or how you look in the mirror. So, yeah. Awesome. Very interesting. I'm curious to get your take on this, um, specifically speaking to being more aware, like you said, of assessing stress levels. And then eventually, I'm assuming that you also give folks tips on what to do once you've assessed said levels um, for managing stress. Now, something that I found in, I'm bringing this question on you, so you guys bear with us because this is some blindsiding TJ. Um, I found that a lot of the times when you tell folks, you know, to just manage their stress levels, it's kind of this insurmountable task, right? And if anything, it start it all sometimes and I 
sometimes just blanket statements of, you know, try to reduce stress because it's better for your health overall can give folks some anxiety about their stress levels and it turns into this feedback loop. And so I'm curious, what are some of your favorite ways to tease apart specific pieces of advice that can help folks really get on top of their stress? What are some things that you recommend um, folks do or some actionable tips they can take away that, that do have a positive impact on stress levels? Climb trees. Go climb trees. I like it. So a little earthing in there, a little yes. exercise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and playfulness, you know, like get outside and just go with the flow and don't have a set agenda. And yeah, so like one of the one of the first things I do every morning is is yeah, I, I earth or ground or just go outside to grab some sun and get in nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I turn my Wi-Fi off at night and pretty pretty intentional about uh, and I'm pretty sensitive to that as well. Um, but to your specific question, like I totally hear you. Like um, people, and, and I've been there before, I, uh, maybe a little bit, like can overstress about managing their stress. Um, and I would just one of the core recommendations I can I can make for people is to just experiment with presence and awareness of the breath and and the breath work is is foundational to having a a peaceful balanced like kind of low stress lifestyle and so you know doing intentional breath work in the morning whether that's you know just a little bit of like your own deep breathing or maybe a little bit of wim hof or a little pranayama a little yoga flow like just whatever it is be intentional with it and and experiment with it um and uh, and and look at your posture as well. Um, basically, I found that like when you get out of your breath, the posture can lead you to get out of your breath. And when you get out of your breath, you get into your mind too much, and and that's when stress responses can can follow. So I, I keep it simple and stay in the breath. <laughs> that's great. That's great advice. Good one. I yeah. really like it. Let's take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Prep Dish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service that you guys, I personally use and trust for paleo and gluten-free friendly meals. When you sign up, you'll receive an email every week with a grocery list and instructions for prepping your meals ahead of time. After only one to three hours of prepping on the weekend, you'll have all of your meals ready for the entire week. You'll save time and have amazingly delicious meals like smoky paprika chicken legs with a trio of roasted vegetables or turkey and zucchini lasagna. I have been blown away by the quality of the recipes and how easy they make meal planning. The founder, Allison, is offering you, the lovely Fed and Fit listeners, a free two-week trial to try it out. You really can't beat that. Check out prepdish.com forward slash Fed and Fit for this amazing deal. Again, that's prepdish.com slash Fed and Fit for your first two weeks free. This is a no-brainer. You're going to love it. You mentioned two of the most addictive and abuse substances in the U.S. before the call are going to be caffeine and alcohol. Um, Just kind of assessing your relationship with those two. What What are your advice for folks who do, I mean, they have coffee in the morning and they might have a glass of wine with dinner. How, how, how do you recommend folks assess how much is too much and when to know if it's worth taking a step back? 
Totally. Great question. Uh, yeah. I mean, people just really need to tell the truth to themselves. Right. And mm -hmm. so if they're, well, first off, I would, I would say if anyone's trying to get healthier, whether that's like lose fat, improve how they feel, uh, improve their mental clarity, improve their sleep, all of those things, getting clear on the relationship with substances like caffeine, like alcohol, I, I would naturally, of course, throw in sugar as well. But, um, but, but, but sugar, I feel like is, has been getting a lot of talk, which is great. And people are realizing the role of sugar and how it negatively impacts our health. And, and there's a lot more awareness around that. But as far as like alcohol and caffeine goes, um, uh, taking like a f at least two to four week break, depending, I mean, everyone's different, right? So it depends on how dependent people are. Like me personally, like I didn't realize my relationship with caffeine until it was too late. Uh, just over a year ago, I landed in the emergency room. So to give some context, I was uh, a Bulletproof ambassador and if you're familiar with Bulletproof, the coffee, um, grass-fed butter, MCT oil blended up with um, coffee bean, uh, not, not the actual coffee beans, but coffee uh, mm -hmm. made from high quality coffee beans. Um, I was leading a demo with this creamy latte of a, of a powerful, powerful, uh, tasty treat for people that haven't had it. It, it tastes great and, and can actually have a lot of health benefits and, um, too much caffeine can dilute your sodium and too much caffeine can, uh, impact your entire electrolytes, impact your moods. And, and, uh, it's a tool, it's a tool. And so it landed me in the ER. I actually collapsed at brunch after drinking too much caffeine and, but we thought it was a food allergy. So I'm going in and out of consciousness, Cassie, and my sister like like jams two giant EpiPens over the course of 20 minutes in each of my legs. Oh my gosh. So I got rushed to the ER and, and that's what sent me down the rabbit hole of understanding like my lab work. So like like part of part of like the mission now is like like tr it, it, as much as possible, I want to help support people to like make decisions in their health based on what's going on inside of their body. So, mm -hmm. so yes, their feelings and their symptoms, but also their lab work, also their genetics. And, and actually, the, from an N equals one standpoint, doing before and after lab work, after key lifestyle changes, is one of the, the best ways like people can go about optimizing their health. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree with you there. And this is going to resonate with a particular group of people because there's some people listening who are looking just to make more intuitive um, lifestyle adjustments. And there are also folks out there who are intrigued by, like you call it health hacking, other people call it biohacking. Um, they're intrigued by that route. So it's definitely gonna resonate with a certain group of folks. And I absolutely agree, if that's a route that you're curious to go down, um, before and after lab tests is a great place to go when you're, when you're changing variables. Um, I do want to talk with you a little bit about, I'm jumping ahead to another topic. I'm skipping. Well, I, I, I do want to actually just make a comment about the intuition because, yeah. um, uh, it, it, I think, you know, you can, you can have, you can have it all. I think mm -hmm. you can do both. And personally, um, yeah, intuition is so important, uh, and, and allowing ourselves, like for me, it's, it's still new in the grand scheme of things these last few years about how much I'm showing up in intuition and thankfully my girlfriend who uh been seen since uh middle of last year has really helped to deepen and cultivate the intuition something about the feminine energy perhaps 
um, but but uh, I'm a big fan of intuition, so I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, that's awesome. There is, I do agree, there is a way to have it all. Um, okay, awesome. Now, jumping ahead, speaking about lab tests and everything, I know that one of your passions, and this is not, this is a question, TJ, that I get quite often, is how do folks navigate coming from sort of a holistic view of health, right, as consumers and as taking care of our bodies and as building our own lifestyle. We're coming from a very well-rounded holistic viewpoint, right? Consumers today, I believe, are more educated than ever before. And we're showing up in in medical care offices knowing a heck of a lot about nutrition science, um, about physiology, about ourselves, about having assessed our own symptoms. We're showing up armed with a lot of knowledge and a lot of information, and that's awesome and wonderful. But there's a missing link for a lot of folks is how do we take that information that we come armed with present it to a healthcare provider and then still be empowered. Cause once you walk, there's ever, I think I'm sure that a lot of folks have had this feeling where they go into a healthcare provider's office and they feel disarmed because maybe they don't know the lingo or how to relay some of the things that they know and they they want to pursue for their body and their wellness. They don't know how that translates maybe in a medical sense um, or, or whatever the context is. And so it's, it tends to be a little bit of a misstep. And so what I, and what I, a question I get from folks is how do then do we build a healthcare team? You know, because there's a lot of power in modern medicine and I definitely believe in it. How do we build a healthcare team that supports our goals and supports all of the knowledge and the information we have about ourselves and our desire to optimize health. So I know that's something, I hope I'm not overstepping, but I think that's something that you're really passionate about and I would love to get your tips or if you could share a couple of your tips on how folks can hack their own healthcare team um, and like you said, not be afraid to ask for help from friends and family. What are your thoughts about that? Definitely. So it's a really important question because you spoke to what's true, and that is our growing momentum of a consumer-driven healthcare system where the patient is, is in charge, as it, as it should have been from day one, right? And, and we're coming out of the ages of, of uh, paternalism, and I don't know if you're familiar with that, with that term, but um, part of the book talks and teaches people about how our healthcare system started, mm-hmm. right? How it, how it came to be. And, and, and understanding that chronic disease is new uh, in terms of lifestyle disease, things that are preventable. And we, we never really had that. It was really all acute illness. And so all of our, a lot of our health professionals in the United States healthcare system were trained to treat disease, acute disease. They were not trained to prevent it. And they were not trained to reverse lifestyle disease, right? So, so understanding, as you go to build your own healthcare team, understanding how your health professionals were trained, um, what, what they learned <laughs> in school, and what their approach is, right? And so a, a lot of MDs, for example, um, were trained in, in more of an allopathic approach, um, which is... Uh, not looking at all the pieces of the pie. It's not a holistic approach. It's it's kind of like uh, looking at a hole in the body and trying to fix the hole as approaching the whole, W-H-O, the whole body. Mm-hmm. Um, and so understanding how your healthcare professionals 
were trained. And I'm not knocking MDs um, 100%. I'm just getting clear on and telling the truth that more and more physicians, for a, for a patient, for a consumer, for a health hacker that's wanting to build his own his or her own healthcare team, mm-hmm. like we want physicians that understand nutrition. <laughs> we we want physicians that understand and and don't don't uh, don't scoff at us when we come to them with like uh, our own data uh, because like it's going to make it easier on their part. The more activated we are, so um, yeah, I mean. I would, I would, I would definitely encourage people to research and understand how how their professionals are trained. So, so do research locally in your area. Um, uh, I was grateful to get connected with a naturopath out in out in California, for example, and and just even understanding the different types of lab testing and how uh, some clinics don't have contracts with lab testing companies um, that others do. And, and what does that mean? That means like, you're not understanding what's really going on inside of the heart and you're not getting like LDL and HDL particle sizes. So, uh, which are more of an indicator for overall health risk than, uh, what we're just currently looking at right now. And, and so, cause for example, like, like heart disease and, and, and poor heart health is so much more than high cholesterol. Um, you know, and, and, and understanding like the differences between each of the tests. And, and so I would, I would encourage people really to, to the consumer driven healthcare system is a lot, is growing a lot with lab testing. So you can order your own lab tests online without like a physician, um, like wellness FX, for example, is a platform like that, that, that you're able to do that on. Um, and then, yeah, I definitely say have someone on your team that knows nutrition. Um, and that's, that's also like willing to help you learn it as well. Um, and I think you're a nutrition consultant. Is that correct? Kathy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you can probably definitely relate to that, but, um, but yeah, and, and overall physical alignment, uh, and the body. So considering like a chiropractor, I mean, there's many different ways you can kind of piece together a a healthcare team, but um, you want to find a, a good fit, and don't wrong yourself for wanting to get a second opinion as well. And I would encourage people here, at, depending on what age group, like people are listening to, like here for me, for example, like I encourage family and friends to, to get second opinions when there's really important health issues that are going on, um, because that's that's going only going to allow different perspectives. So. Um, is that helpful that in is. terms of, yeah, that's very yeah. helpful. I think that's important. Some big takeaways. Um, I mean that your last one is probably one of my favorites, but definitely don't be afraid to get a second opinion just to echo TJ. Um, you never know, you know, and the more data points you have, the better because every healthcare provider is going to have a certain bias and, and it's important, even though they have a lot to teach us, and I know that there's wonderful physicians out there that I work with that I look up to tremendously, um, so this is definitely not meant to knock, um, but it's definitely worth, I think it's, I think a savvy patient is um, willing to get a second opinion. I just had a friend, for example, who thought that she had Baird's uh, disease, it's a, it's a condition of the esophagus that is a marker um, highly probable for cancer of the esophagus. And mm. she had a physician that told her she had Baird's without a doubt. And so she spent three years um, really thinking that she had 
this this disease and spent a lot of time and effort and worrying about it and trying to adjust lifestyle habits to help reduce it but Baird's from what she now knows it's it never goes away once you have it the markers are always there and then she went and got a she moved and had to find a new doctor when she wherever she moved and um, the new doctor who's actually one of the nation's leading experts in Baird's just because of the city she moved to, it's much larger and has this kind of physician, told her that she doesn't have it and she never had it. And so it's just so interesting not to say that, um, it's just understand that healthcare providers are humans too. Yes. And, and the more data points you have, the more sure you can be that um, you have a f- complete picture. So I think that's a really great tip. Don't be afraid to get a second opinion. Don't be afraid to ask questions um, and to go in and, and find, and I really also like your tip to find somebody, build your healthcare team um, with, with a professional, whether that is an actual MD um, or 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 else that can help educate you and work with you from a nutritional holistic perspective, whether that means that they can read lab reports and give you some ideas of what they mean. Um, you know, as a nutrition consultant, I'm not I'm not at all in the medical field, right? I I coach on tweaks folks can make in order to help improve overall lifestyle. I don't treat conditions, right? I just um, can make recommendations on how folks can optimize health through food and lifestyle habits. Um, But have somebody on your team that can do that. And I think a naturopath is a really great way to go. So these are really, really good tips, TJ. You bet. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. uh, So another kind of piece of that is is also like – yeah, how how they communicate with you. You talked about making sure you ask questions of them. Like – like take inventory about how they communicate with you as well and, and how much they're asking questions. There's a quote I think that I'll leave people with that a mentor of mine shared with me once. And he said, uh, smart people have answers. Geniuses have questions. Mm. And then I like to throw in there and, and wizards or wellness wizards have both. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the role of, of question asking uh, is, is quite important. And, uh, that's a big part of the book is democratizing these communication skills for, for behavior change. So we can become our own health coach really. And, and also, uh, be a buddy coach for our friends and family as well. So awesome. Well, I love it, TJ. I think you've got a really good head on your shoulders. I really like the idea of this book. I can't wait to dig into it myself. Thank you so much for coming on today's show. You bet, Cassie. It was a pleasure. And uh, we'll keep on rocking and rolling here. Yeah, definitely. Tell folks again once more where they can find you. Yeah, you can check out the book at publishizer.com. Um, my website, thisistj.com, has a button that goes straight to that page. And we can also link in the, in the show notes maybe like a direct link yep. to the Publishizer page. But there's a lot of cool uh, book bonus packages on there and this is this is a uh, yeah. I'm encouraged to have people at least check out the outline and kind of the premise of the book and see if it's something they might be interested in and and would love to to share what I've what I've learned and experimented with. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It's been an honor having you on the show. I'm sure that some folks got some good tidbits from today's conversation. And as always, everybody, remember that you can find a complete transcript of today's show along with, like TJ said, direct links to everything discussed, including the campaign for his books. You can head on over there and support him. Just go to fedandfit.com and you'll find that whole, all those goodies. Um, TJ, thanks again for joining us on today's show. If you guys like the Fed and Fit podcast, please remember to go over to iTunes leave a review. That's a really great way you can pay it forward and make sure that this uh, show keeps getting in front of more and more folks because they're out there and it's really exciting. So welcome to all the new listeners. Thanks again for joining us, everybody. We'll be back again next week.